Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, AmpSpa founder Alex Tiersch is in conversation with Cameron Hemphill, CEO of Growth99. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is Alex Tiersch, and welcome to Medical Spa Insider, the podcast put on by AmpSpa, American Med Spa Association. And today we have a returning guest to the AmpSpa hotline. Oh, also, not only are we on the podcast, we are now um, visual as well, um, which we were just chatting about, which is both, um, great and terrifying at the same time. Uh, cause now we're on video and everyone gets to see us, but, um, uh, Cameron Hemphill, uh, from growth 99, the CEO of growth 99. Um, Cameron, you were on the, um, the, the podcast about, uh, I guess I want to say last June, um, ish. And we, um, for those of you who don't know about Growth Ninety Nine, uh, you'll get a chance to, to to check them out. We'll make sure that you have all their information. But they do, you know, all things digital from CRM to digital marketing, landing pages, all those kinds of things. They've been in the the industry for a while and are are growing, expanding, and they got a lot of cool, exciting things going on. Um, please make sure to check out the first prep podcast that we did uh, with Cameron. We we spoke a lot about just marketing in the different phases from startup to a mature business to, to, you know, acquisition or, or whatever it might be. And so we wanted to bring Cameron back and, and, and just get your take on what's been going on in the industry and talk a little bit about websites, which, um, you know, we were chatting before we, we got on and I know we'll, we're going to get into this a little bit more, but um, websites are obviously ubiquitous now in, in the world of aesthetics and business. But you mentioned something that before we were, we were, um, recording that, you know, it's almost like people have forgotten a little bit about their websites. And and that's, it's not that they've forgotten, but it's almost become secondary. And I think, you know, as you were talking, the, the, this industry goes in stages, obviously. It's like there's these different, this evolution of this industry as there is with all industries. And now we're really in a different place where you've got, not only do you have in-person consultations, in-person treatments. There's a lot of digital work that's being done, a lot of telemedicine that's being done. And there's a lot of new products with AI and with link, uh, with lead tracking and all these things that are happening. And it's, it's almost, a, it'd be a good idea for folks on some level to take a step back and look again at their website and make sure that they're, that, that they've got everything in place. So um, we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but first um, Cameron, how are you? What is going on? What's new? Yeah, awesome, Alex. Uh, thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. I, I love doing these things, and um, looking forward to seeing you guys coming up here in, in April at the uh, the big conference in Las Vegas. So we love going to that. So thank you guys for putting that on. Um, you know, we we've been working really really hard over here. Um, our team is over two hundred and fifty people now. We power you know in the thousands of practices currently when it comes to website CRM marketing automation and patient acquisition. You know, and we've we've enhanced our product line, and 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 we've developed a lot of cool new features and, and tools that really, not only does it empower the practice owner, but it empowers the consumer, and, and, you know, and on how they search, how they land on these websites, how the practice owner is able to get the data, incubate the data, and really convert these potential patients into long-term clients, uh, creating a tremendous amount of of lifetime value, and that's that's really the metric that that we look to track is, is if we can bring in, you know, one new patient, what is the lifetime value of that? And, and so that's, that's a metric that we, we look to, to track a, a lot internally, but um, yeah, I mean, we're having fun. We have a long way to go. 
I, we have learned a lot um, and we have a really cool product that we have, have recently launched, which is called Aesthetic Virtual. Um, it is a video virtual consultation experience where people can actually go to the site, upload a selfie or a video, if you will, um, and get live feedback of areas of treatment that they feel that they could get a good result from. So it's almost like they don't have to go to the practice. Uh, you hear a lot of people flying to practices or traveling a long way. Mm -hmm. Well, this reduces chair time and increases conversions. And so we've, we listen to the market. We listen to the practice owners. We listen to the consumers. And then we really try to tailor our build and our roadmap to what the market's asking for. Mm -hmm. That's, that's super exciting. The, um, the, the telemedicine aspect, and I know, you know, up uploading selfies and, 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 and however you do it, it's, it's such an exciting part. And I think, you know, the industry is still adapting and trying to figure out how best to do this. And I think what's great is that we're getting innovation from folks like you guys um, to make it easier and and to make things a little more seamless. Um, it is, so this is April. No, we, we are in February. You mentioned April because that's when the, the meeting is. So we're in February of 2024. We are about seven weeks away from Medical Spa Show, which as you mentioned is April 11th through the 14th in fabulous Las Vegas. By the way, if any of you are listening and you want to come, I highly, highly recommend you get on um, and, and get your ticket because we are rising in numbers and I'm fairly certain we're going to sell out our allotted space. So we're going to have to uh, work on that. But so make sure you jump on to medicalspashow.com or americanmedspa.org. And so Cameron, um, let's talk a little bit about because the the idea of doing whether it's you call it telemedicine or or you're just uploading photos and I I'd like to get a little more color on that I mean yeah. is it a true video consult or is it something where you're doing a consult um, and then photos are being uploaded and they're commenting on the photos like tell me what the process is for this new this new product yeah so it, it was a product that was actually originally de designed in the dental space um, for cosmetic dentistry right mm -hmm. high ticket item type stuff. And we saw the value in the product. And in, in fact, we we acquired the, the the product and it was called Smile Virtual. And I said, you know, this is perfect because the, the aesthetics industry needs this for invasive and, and non-invasive treatments um, because we've, they've been asking for it, right? And so essentially the user can go to a landing page and that landing page can be put on like your link tree. It can be put on, you know, your, your Instagram. It can be put on your website. And it's a landing page experience where it takes the user says, okay, Upload either a video or a couple pictures of your concern. And that could be, you know, face, it could be body, mm -hmm. it could be wherever, right? Whatever they're most comfortable with. The practice owner then receives a lead and they can actually have artificial intelligence reply through like a avatar experience. Mm -hmm. The practice owner doesn't have to be there, or it can be a live experience to where they're actually sending a personalized video. So now they're putting a, a face with the name before that potential patient comes into the practice. Right. And so it's essentially like giving them a very qualified lead because once they come in, they are now ready to go. They have, they know what the pricing is. They know what the downtime is. They know what exactly they're going to be getting, or at least have somewhat of an understanding of what they're going to be receiving. And you could upload like before and afters, if you will, to show results of the mm -hmm. specific concern that they've had and then be able to treat those. And so um, we've had it. We haven't released like the whole marketing aspect of it yet. We haven't flipped on the switch. We've just been doing organic mm -hmm. um, and it's been very, very receptive. 
Um, the practice owners absolutely love it. And then the cool thing too is if you want to take it to the next level, since it's a landing page, you can run ads to it. Mm -hmm. So if you want to run Facebook ads or Google ads to it and just have that be a landing page, we found that to be extremely impactful. And so is is the landing page um indivi it's individual to obviously to the practice? Um, or is it is it individual? So is it just this one page where all your patients can go and submit stuff? Um and and, and like how does it work from uh like a technology standpoint? It's it's actually individualized to the provider. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. So you, yeah, you could have a practice that's got multiple providers and they can all have their own. So they could leverage it on their own marketing platforms that benefits the, the entire practice in general. But now they have a tool to where they can bring in new potential leads as well, marketing that specifically for them, right? So mm -hmm. lead would come to them, but ultimately it's obviously the practices. Um, so the leads come in and you can kick off like automated text messages, automated emails. Um, it goes into a CRM system. And mm -hmm. you can then send mass emails and mass text messages. And furthermore, we've we've taken the opportunity to integrate it into our CRM system at Growth99. And then also mm -hmm. we have APIs that can push into EMR platforms as well. So it's a seamless mm -hmm. experience. That's amazing. And I mean, congrats to you guys on, on the product. Um, acquisition, that's always amazing and exciting and terrifying at the same time, right? So good for you. I mean, this is a, uh, a really crazy time for this industry. There's a lot of M&A going on, not just on the part of med spas being acquired, but you know, commercially as well, as far as you know, the picks and shovels for for lack of a better word. What, uh, I'm, and before we jump into, because I think that was a, a good segue into websites, um, which I think, uh, again, as I mentioned at the outset, is something that I you know, it's not that it's overlooked, but I think needs to maybe be refocused on what are you most excited about in aesthetics right now? And I say that because, you know, you you brought this new product from dental and we we, we see that a lot from either dental or um, in some cases, traditional medicine where this industry, med spa, medical aesthetics tends to be adopting things from other practices or yeah. other other industry segments, which is cool. Um, and, and I think that shows how we're growing. But like, what's the, what, like looking at this industry right now, where we are, uh, what are you most excited about? Yeah, and I, and I want to clarify that really quick. So the, the company that we acquired, the product was actually built by one of the most well-recognized cosmetic dentists in the country. Okay. And he had a problem, he developed a solution, and it was phenomenal. And, and he became a Growth99 customer naturally. Um, and so we got to become friends through social media, which was which was an interesting way to meet each other, but that's the way the world is. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and as we built a friendship, um, the, the acquisition was just very, very natural. And so, and we knew that the aesthetics world needed it, right? And so, that, so that's what happened. But to, to lean in on your other, your segue point, um, shoot, I remember coming to, I, I think my first AMSPA uh, major conference show in Las Vegas, that was back when you guys were at the ARI, I think in 2017. Yeah. Uh, that would be one of the first ones. Yeah. I think it was 18, 17, 18 was our first one. Yeah. 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 So we've been All going right. every year since then, um, you know, and, and along that journey, my goodness, have we changed and we have learned a lot. We've, we failed, which is great because you learn from your failures. We've grown. We've we've we fully immersed ourselves with the world of aesthetics and, and digital tech. And so, you know, I think like as we've advanced as a company, there's a lot of talks about AI and CRM and automation and marketing automation and SEO and lead gen. And you know, there's 
and I could talk your ear off about all that stuff, but I think a lot of times, you know, my thinking lately has been, have we forgot about this, the, the website, right? Have we forgot about this? Because the website is, is really the second, it's your digital practice by default. It's your second location by default. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think we look at it as a checkbox. Yes, I have a website. I built it or somebody I know built it or a, or a client or whatever built it. Yes, it's up. Mm -hmm. I would encourage the, the practice owner to, to not like rethink that or have a look at what they currently have in place. Is it on the right platform? How is the call to action? Where are the buttons placed? How are the leads coming in? Do you have an online booking experience? Do you have chat experience? Like, it's, it's very important, um, especially for mobile, right? Because mm -hmm. our data shows that 80% of traffic is coming from mobile in this space. And I see a ton of sites still today that operate well on a desktop environment and they don't operate well on mobile. And so, you know, I, I would encourage the practice owners to really have a look at that. And, and as they spend so much time building out their space or finding a space and they're focused on foot traffic or location or equipment or interior design, they should look at their websites the same way and mm -hmm. they should take it that serious because with a click of a button, you can send it out to thousands and thousands of people and your digital practice, your website is going to get much more traffic than your, um, your brick and mortar location. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting way to look at it. And I think it's a really good, healthy, positive way to look at it where it is almost like another location for you. And um, I'm curious, like going back, like I'm thinking, gosh, you mentioned 2017, which seems like a lifetime ago right now, but um, before then, and then even a little bit after then, I mean, I feel like the whole website landscape has changed a little bit, like what people really need, what's important. I mean, before we've, we've, we've had the conversations about you need to have, um, you know, it needs to look good on your mobile phone, right? Or, or your mobile device. The fact that some people still haven't done that is is mind boggling to me, but, but, um, cause that's something we've been talking about forever, but what, like when you look at, like, if you're building a website from scratch, let's say, let's say a new client comes on, like, think about like, what's different now? Are there, what's the, what are the objectives that, that you're looking at now versus five years ago when, when, or even 10 years ago when, when things were, you know, relatively the same as far as the number of treatments, but like what should be top of mind for folks now that we have AI, we have, obviously we have virtual consults, we have all the, you know, all the um, photos and everything. What's the different perspective that folks should take? Yeah. So let's say, let's take a new practice owner, for example, right? I'm a new practice owner. I'm, I'm getting into this space what do I do? How do I do it? Uh, my recommendation would be to, to talk to an industry expert. Uh, there is a ton of, ton of people out there that can build a website, but it's going to be important that you build this on the right platform from the beginning with a, a company or somebody that is ingrained in the industry. Big, big mm -hmm. believer that they know how to create the content. They know what images go with what services, what modalities, uh, they know they've studied like where to specifically put the booking button, where to put the call to action. Because if you change the booking button from the top left to the top right, it mm -hmm. dramatically changes your conversion rate. Mm -hmm. and, and this is the data that we've learned over time, right? And so the first, like your checkboxes, if you will, you know, I would say absolutely make sure that you build on the right platform, hire an industry expert, 
I'm a big fan of WordPress, um, which is an open source platform. It's great for SEO. And when you're building out the site, really build it out in such a way to where you have wonderful content that Google can read and pick up. Um, because if you if you try to like look at it as a checkbox from the beginning, you're mm -hmm. going to have to take 10 steps back to move 20 steps forward. You're almost you're creating more work down the road. And if you're looking to be in this business for a long period of time, I would suggest doing it right from the beginning and, and try not to cut corners and, and really look at it from a serious approach of getting it done correctly. What, um, I mean, I think that's great advice. Um, it has the, and, and I'm jumping around a little bit, I realize from a, um, from a cost perspective and an implementation perspective on a particular platform, as you mentioned, is, is, are, are we at a point now when if you're, opening a new med spa, let's say, or a new location or, or, or whatever it may be that your website is going to be integrated with your CRM is going to be integrated with your, um, with your digital, um, consults, uh, with your medical records. I mean, is all that pretty much together now, or are people still kind of duct taping different parts together? Cause that's one thing that I know has been an issue in this industry for a while is, is, is it's nobody has developed yet and this is not to say they haven't been developed but 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 people tend to be very very individualized in how they like to run their their practice and their digital presence and therefore it's there's not that one solution out there that everyone's like wow this is what you guys need it's all it's all very different so you end up duct taping different things together is that still going on or or what how has that changed yeah no no it's a good question alex it's um so as you as you look at like you mentioned historically, like how were they built? Yes, a lot of it was duct taped together, right? You could right. have, you could you could leverage one product for like your contact forms, one product for your online booking, one product for your chat bot, one product for like a self-assessment or a skin quiz or a virtual console. But what you're seeing now is all that's really becoming combined into one platform. So like for us, for example, you know, just really understanding like the, the workflow experience and the user experience and the practice owner experience what needs to happen is when you have these this this website or a landing page, if you will, and you're leveraging that for for marketing purposes, driving traffic to it, you need to make sure that you have the ability to capture data, right? It's mm -hmm. one thing to have a beautiful website with piece of art, but if you have great great call to action, great contact forms, chatbots that capture data and bring that into a CRM system that can then push into EMR systems. You know, that, that's like the, I would say that's the standard. That's our standard. Um, mm -hmm. That's why we have spent a tremendous amount of time and, and capital to build our CRM. We have our own CRM system. It's proprietary to us. Um, I'm a big fan of owning our own destination so we can develop on top of that. But yeah, that's when, when we, when we stand something up over here, it's, it's really, we're thinking, okay, why are we on the phone talking to this practice owner? Is it really that you want a new website or is it that you're looking for bookings and to grow the practice? And when you have those honest conversations, you know, they're not on the phone necessarily. The website's one of the assets they get, but really what they're looking for is to grow the practice, right? And so how do you help them with that? You help them with automation, you help them with tech and creating one simplified solution that you can spin up, train them on how to do it, empower them, let them be the user that can modify things and then furthermore push that into EMR systems, which we've done. Uh, so you have a you have a cohesive workflow, right? Right. Because you you mentioned a couple things. Um, 
and, and I'm curious, I'm just, this is probably just for my own edification because I'm just not very smart at tech stuff. But <laughs> when it comes, to, like you mentioned, you know, okay, if you move the, the, call to action button or whatever it is from the left to the right. Um, if you don't have a call to action at all, or if whatever that is, if it's not intuitive um, and then following on with that, if it's not all kind of built together as one system um, does simply just moving that button on your screen, does that really have an impact for, for, for capturing leads and, and, and patients. And if so, like, what's the, what's the psychology behind that? I mean, to yeah. me, I, and, and on some level I get it. Cause if I go to a website and I can't find something, I'm just like, ah, and I just forget it. Right. So yeah. it's gotta be there, but um, I don't know. What's the, how, how does that all work? How do you go into figuring that out? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's trial and error. It's, it's looking at data so you can actually put specific technology on websites. There's a piece of tech out there called Hotjar, and you can put it on these websites and it actually give you a heat map on where people mm -hmm. click and where they are. And then another thing that we've done is we've done focus groups, like actual users that go or high, high impactful potential patients, like people that get treatments and work done. Yep. Right. And, and we've done focus groups on that. And you got to think like the psychology behind it is people read left to right, top to bottom. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so their eyes naturally go that way. Okay. And so as their eyes naturally go that way, and you can see that if you go look at some of the top like software companies in, in the world, let's take like yeah. salesforce.com, let's take like HubSpot, let's take Calendly, let's take some of these big ones. All of their like book a demo or call to action button is in the top right. And so, you know, your, your thesis behind that is like, okay, well, you know, they've spent the money to conduct the analysis on it. Our data backs it up. And it may sound like elementary, you know, mm -hmm. like you're just moving the button, like that's, you know, but. But that's how granular you need to get. This is a, a very competitive space, right? And that's how granular you have to get. And then furthermore, when they click on that button, what's the experience? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. are, you, are you giving them the providers, the dates, the times, the modalities they can pick, or are you making them register, right? Those right. are two very different experiences, you know? And so just over the years, like, hours and hours of A-B testing, hours and hours of just data analysis, focus groups, uh, that it leads to show that you need to have it in the right spot if you want to maximize your conversions. And, and kind of going along with that, the um, again, because we're in a different era right now, I kind of feel like in aesthetics than we were five years ago or 10 years ago. And, and, and so when you're looking at folks' websites, um, that have websites already in place. Is there one or two things that you kind of always see as being the mistakes that people make? Like, uh, you know what, like they tend to, this this tends to be a big issue in this particular industry or this tends to be a big issue with this type of provider. I mean, what are some trends that you can talk about where people are doing things kind of that, that you're noticing that they're not doing in the most efficient way possible? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, a lot of things that that we see is like, we'll look at page speed, for example. Right. So you could have like the best keywords and the best SEO out there. And if you haven't done some page speed tests and really optimize the website, mm -hmm. especially on mobile, like Google is going to flag that and derank you. Right. And so uh, I see that all the time. Because and you're just talking about like the, the, the speed with which the page pops up after you click on it. Right. Correct. Yeah. Google has a, a test you can go through. There's a few different um, uh, links that you can test. Like I think pagespeed.com is one of them. But, you know, that would be a good good thing to look at um, as well, especially on the, the mobile experience. Um, 
you know, Google has so many changes and they just came out with this, this major, uh, you know, GA4 update, which is the Google Analytics 4, which is a, a just a big change that they've done. And, and they're always looking for ways to, to empower, like serving up, it's like a dictionary. Someone conducts a search, we want to give them the answer right now, immediately, so they have a great experience. And that's just how the search world has taken place, right? And so mm -hmm. the page speed is going to be important. Also, a lot of things I see is when you start scrolling on a website, whether you're on the phone or you're on your desktop, and some of the call to action naturally disappears, mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't have, we call it a sticky header, or and actually our product bolts onto the right side, bottom, left, or top, you can configure it. Mm -hmm. And so all those call to actions are always there, mm -hmm. um, right? And so that's something that I see all the time too, is you're almost, a good analogy for you is you spend all this money and effort bringing people to your store, if you will. Let's just look at it from like, you're a store, you're a brick and mortar store in the mall. You spend all this effort, you're spending this expensive lease, this marketing, you bring them in. And then right when they get to your store, you close the doors, right? You're mm -hmm. like, no, so it's almost like you're putting up these blockers and not letting them check out when you've spent all this time and effort to get them there. So that's another thing that I see happen all the time. Um, and then also when it comes to like URL structure, when you're building mm -hmm. your service pages, your treatment pages, a lot of times I'll see those on one page. They all need to be individual pages. They mm -hmm. all need to be individual landing pages with inside the website. So I see that, uh, I see that all the time as well. Yeah, it's crazy. Cause I remember, you know, we used, when we were first getting started on probably around 17, 18, like the the things we were talking about with the website, like we were saying, okay, you've got to have a call to action. You've got, you've got to have a way where people can fill out a form. They can take that next step. Um, and that's still true, obviously, but there's so much more that has gone into it. And you've got content, you've got video content, you've got all this, um, all this stuff. It's, it, it's, it's, it almost makes my head spin even just thinking about like, how can one person put all this together, which is why I suppose we've got folks like you, cause you can do a lot of this stuff together. Is, is there, and, and, and let's take, cause there's two areas I want to, I want to ask about. Let's take video as the first one. Um, I'm, I'm always, you know, video tends to be, um, super important. The, the people watch videos, they don't always read, but at the same time, when it comes to content and reading, you need to have, from what I'm hearing, longer articles that give people the answers right away. Uh, what's the, like, what's the more important thing for folks to focus on? Is it videos or is it, is it long content on their website to, to provide information and answers? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of both. Um, yeah. so video does a wonderful job of telling a story. Um, if you think about it, we, we scroll on our devices, whether we want to admit that we do it or not. Um, you know, TikTok is pretty much video based, right? And that's why it's really taken off mm -hmm. it's a story. It's entertaining. Um, it can showcase the experience. So I'm a big fan of having video on the hero space on like the main area of the site, yeah. um, especially of the location, because it connects the potential user to what they're going to feel like when they enter. Right. And so it creates that connection of what, how they're going to feel when they get there. Right. So I'm a big fan of that, um, but I'm also a big fan of having content. So let's talk about service pages, treatment pages. OK, service pages and treatment pages, obviously critical. Like you have to have them. You have to have an image of of what the treatment is. You have to have a narrative of, of what it is and where you provide it. Right. Mm -hmm. So area, the location, because this is local SEO as well that you need to focus on. And then below that page, it's really important that you have like a description of what it is. Good long content, downtime, results. I love before and afters on service and treatment pages. Mm -hmm. I also love um, having a video 
that explains the service and actually conducting the service on a patient. Because now right. as, as, yeah, as, as a consumer, like, I, I know what I'm getting into just on one page tells me everything. And then I can click and book the appointment right there. It's inside the page, right? And so FAQs are also really important to have on service and treatment pages as well. So I think like when we look at that stuff, it's a standard. Like that's that's the standard we like to see because um, it helps the user understand where they're getting into and helps the practice owner convert more more patients. Yeah, that's I mean that's a great point because you, it's it's really not one or the other. That was just maybe the, the way I was asking it, but it, it really is both because the video you know and videos need to be short. I think that's kind of the the trend now. Like with TikTok, people have no attention span, and you want to get the answer that you want to get, and you want to get it right away. Um, so um, that's it, that's that that's such an interesting take. And um, another area I want to ask about is I noticed on your. Um, your overall platform, um, like many, you have, I don't know if it's the AI generated or it's just the, like the online chat bots or the, where you can chat with somebody on, um, um, at the practice. And mm -hmm. I see those all the time. It's almost pretty much every website I go to has one and they pop up and they're all alternately annoying to me and very helpful when I have a question. Um, but at the same time, like I've always wondered, we we don't have one um, yet at, at AmSpa. And part of that is just because I've been a little bit kind of nervous about it. But what is the, I'm curious, what does the data show for that? I mean, is that something that is, that that nowadays people are expecting? And, and is it different for med spas than it is for other industries? No, that's a great question. Um, the the, the chatbots have been around for years, right? Yeah, they, no, they have they, they started getting really good, like, like during the whole COVID areas when the chat experience started, like Delta Airlines, for example, have you used their chat experience? It's phenomenal. No, I have not. Man, they, it's it's like, because cause I have the same feeling as you. I'm like, you know what, chatbot, oh, I don't want to deal with it. I want to deal with a human being, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. want to choose a robot. Um, man, that that was a, you know, that was an eye opener when I used theirs because I don't want to call Delta. I either want to book online or I, or, and then I did their chat and I was blown away. I got all the answers I needed very, very quickly. You know, and I think a lot of the uh, people are are understanding that that wow, I can actually these AI chats are actually very efficient. Mm -hmm. and they can eliminate a potential phone call and answer a question and increase efficiency. You know, and so and especially in aesthetics, because there's a lot of questions to be asked, unless you know exactly like you're an experienced patient. You know what you want. You know right. what you get. You know how many you go. There's a lot of questions that are asked, and this is this is a vulnerable uh, industry for the user, right? So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and they they maybe they don't want to have the phone call. Like, they're I'm a big fan of of having chatbots, especially for the aesthetic space. And you want to have the ones that are I mean, ours is AI driven, to where it reads the site, replies back with answers, and then it has like a a call to action. If you want to book an appointment, book here, right? And it just brings in whatever booking link you're using. And so, no, they have a purpose. Um, they're great for like. You know, it's, you got to have for every personality trait. People are still going to want to call the practice. They're going to want to chat. They're going to want to book online. And so it's very helpful to to have that on your site to really help with that personality that's going to help go in and, and communicate with you. And ultimately, you'll get a lead from it or at least a booking. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, um, I think we'll probably end up doing one on AimSpot just because I like it's because it, I can think of it with our product. Like there are certain things you can provide information to relatively easy. My fear is always, 
you'll go down a rabbit hole or you'll ask a question and you'll get, and it's slow and it's not, it's, it's, it's not as informative, but you're right. I have seen, I've, I've seen that experience get better. And um, do you foresee in the future? I mean, is this kind of where we're going to be going? I mean, are we going to be, you know, just total digital AI receptionists where it's just, everything is just, provided and it's not until you get into the practice and, and you see somebody i mean is, is that because i i feel like that has to get better before we get to that point the, the the utility of the ai chats and that has to be a better experience than calling and then sometimes it is sometimes it's not yeah no i i, I agree i mean personally i think that this the, the term ai is thrown around yeah way too much um i think it's it's has a long way to go and I think um, human connection is is very much needed right now, right? And so my, if I'm a tech guy. We we have a product and it, and it has a use. And yes, every you know AI you know there's so many AI tools out there, and they all need work. Even ChatGPT needs a tremendous amount of work. I was playing around with it the other day and getting wrong answers. Mm. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's I, I, yes, I think we are we are definitely going that way. Um, but I still think like human connection is extremely important and there's nothing more powerful than, than communicating through, you know, the, the voice that, that, that God gave us and, and, and having that connection. Right. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's useful features for it. And if you can capture that data and, and put it into a CRM system and create automation, you know, like if you're a great, a great use case would be you're doing a treatment and, mm -hmm. or you're, you're not at the practice, Somebody can go to the website and they could get some answers and and fact find um, before, you know, while you're not there. Right. And so in, in some ways, there's a lot of positives to it, too. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so no, for, for sure there is. Um, so when it comes to the, to the website, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, the process for which you're building one. I mean, if there's... Um, folks that are out there that already have a website, which is most people, right? Most people who are in business, they've already got a site up. Um, what are some things they should look at? To, I mean, is there a way to refresh it without having to rebuild it? Because um, I know that's one thing people get very nervous about is when you start talking about websites, redesigns, they, they, they go into a panic because that could mean downtime. It could mean, you know, all this work. Um, what goes into that? And I do want to, um, then I want to get a little bit into cost because I know cost is always a factor for folks who who, who want to build a website. Some, some folks, you know, will tell you you need a, a, a website that's, designed incredibly and it costs $85,000, you know, to, to design it and all that. So I want to get into that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, to, to the first question. So if, if, if somebody already has a site, right, you're taking a, it's like an established practice, they have a site, chances are they've redone it a couple times already. Um, right. you know, I, I have a, a customer that's been with us for, for a long time and, and they've changed or upgraded locations four times. Uh, so they naturally update their site. They hire people, they fire people, they have bought new equipment, they have dissolved services they don't do anymore. They have rolled out the wellness side, which is exploding right now. Um, you know, and so for for somebody that's thinking about, hey, you know, it's time to give our site a facelift, make sure to look at your SEO, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you do a new site, you know, if you you got to make sure to do it correctly or, or Google can look at it as as a new site and your SEO can drop for a period of time. 
you know, and so you want to be mindful of that. And so if, if, if I'm a practice owner and I'm saying, Hey, you know, it's time for me to really explore this opportunity, you know, make sure you're working with a company that knows how to spin up beta sites or staging sites, knows how to change DNS records, know how to do 301 redirects. And this is kind of like the, the technicality, like, you know, quirky language, but that's, that's, that's what we do is making sure that you don't have, you don't want downtime. You never want your site right. to go down. Um, and it's, it, it can be, you know, it's not a fun experience. There is a lot of work that does go into it. There's costs, there's, you know, it takes a few weeks, the content, the imagery, whatever it is, especially if you're going to be doing um, a new like photo shoot or video shoot, right? That, that also carries weight too. Um, you know, so just do your diligence and, mm -hmm. you know, ask questions and make sure you're working with the right, you know, you, you make sure you have the time, make sure you're going into it open-minded and, and make sure it doesn't disrupt your, your workforce. No, that's a, that's, that's a great answer. And, and in terms of cost, like what, like, and I know this is a totally variable question. There's a ton that goes into it. Um, is our, our websites, can you just, I don't even know if you can do this. Can you just pay for a website anymore? Or is it, you got to have a website, you got to have, you know, all the integration and everything. It seems to me it's a totally different world from, from what I remember when I first started out building, you know, websites for our, the companies I started. Um, what, how much should people be thinking about spending if they want to start a, a new website from scratch, if they're a new business, or if they need to refresh theirs currently to make it a little more up to speed with the current times. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I mean, you, you could go build a website on an open source platform for free. You, you, right. you can, you can do it yourself. Um, and, and, and you could accomplish a, a, a website, xyzmedspa.com, for example, and you could have something up there. Now is Google going to find it? You know, I don't know. Um, do you have it correctly? Is it on the right platform? I don't know. But again, kind of coming back to the purpose was let's not look at this as a checkbox. You know, look at it as as something that's very 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 important that can really make your practice thrive, right? And so you know, I, I would just just really urge the audience to make sure they take it quite seriously, um, and you know, look to hire a, an expert, which, which would be my suggestion. That would be my suggestion. I mean, but yeah, you could go build it for free. Um, one of your questions was, you know, you used to be able to just build it and it was up and you maybe just have some small hosting fee, right? Yeah. Now it's a tech platform. Yeah. I, I look at it as your, your website's not going to be the same today as it is in four months, six months, five years, 10 years, 20 years. It's going to evolve as your practice evolves. And so, I'm a big fan of having like a website partner and having their tech embedded into it, somebody that's in the industry. So you now have someone at your fingertips that can help you update it. And you don't necessarily have to do redesigns all the time. Just keep it current, right? Mm -hmm. And understand how to how to make that run with the SEO experience and, and tie it into the CRM and kick it to the EMR system. And so it's definitely looked at more as a SaaS component, a software as a service yep. um, versus, so it's like some managed services and then also SaaS for sure. Um, but I mean, you know, you should be able to stand a, stand a website up and, you know, from a very professional agency, you know, a couple thousand bucks, you know, a, a couple hundred bucks a month to run. And depending on, you know, how much SEO or lead gen you want, you know, they shouldn't be looked at as a, as a massive expense, uh, but it's something absolutely critical to nail uh, because it can increase revenues and increase that customer lifetime value dramatically. Yeah. And, and you know, um, one of the things that I remember having this conversation, it's been a couple of years ago, um, there was kind of an argument and it's not, not an argument, but, um, do you spend 
time and money on kind of the aesthetic, making sure that the website looks really cool. Like sometimes if you go to some of these plastic surgery websites, like it's got all sorts of cool things as images that are, you know, showing everything. There's cool videos. It's all really looks, looks really high tech um, versus functionality, right? Like, like, do you have a website that's got the call to actions? It's all connected to your CRM. You've got, um, you know, everything is there and, and it's on, at your fingertips. Uh, is one more important than the other? And I know they're they're both important, but mm -hmm. I'll have people say, well, I went to a design company. And I think your, your point about getting somebody in the industry who's an expert is a good one because you'll go to a, a website design company that's maybe never done aesthetics. They can build you an incredibly good looking website for tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, but it might not have all that functionality. I mean, where do you fall in that? Is it more important to have it really good looking or is the, you know, the the nuts and bolts, all the things that you're talking about, the, the connectivity between your different platforms, is, is, is that more important? Yeah, that's a great question, Alex. Um, we this, this is the industry that needs both. It, yeah. It truly yeah. does because you are, you know, you're enhancing somebody's lifestyle you're 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 that's what they're doing is they're building confidence in yeah. in, a, in a patient and so it's the aesthetic is so important um you know and so having a, a beautiful aesthetically pleasing website extremely important but if that's all you have and you don't have the ability to capture data and plug it into tech tools and create automation it's just a piece of art right now let's take the reverse way. If you have all of the connecting dots and you and you come at it from a tech standpoint and you don't really care about the visuals, you're not going to have someone land on your site and maybe not think it looks the appeal of what the like tying the emotion factor mm -hmm. and, and they and they bail, right? And so really it's it's quite challenging. You have to, it's it's a true artistic approach from a tech standpoint and a visual standpoint to combine those experiences and hit the emotion factor while you data collect. And that is what creates a very unique experience for the practice owner. So those are, they're critical to have both. Yeah. I, I knew you were going to say that. Both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's true. I mean, I, I think you're right. It's, it's, you know, there are studies that's, you know, show that, you know, the way you feel about a place aesthetic, if you think it's dirty, if you think it's run down, that will impact your desire to come back. And if you feel a place is like dirty or it's not, it's not, you know, to the level that you want, you're just not going to go back no matter what it is. Same thing for a website. I mean, if you could have all the the, the bells and whistles and connectivity, but if it looks kind of shitty, yeah. you're going to be like, eh, like, you know, is that the same experience I'm going to get when I walk in the door? Right. That's exactly right. So, yep. Tie in the emotion factor to it. Yep. So um, we're uh, going to bump up against time here. I, one thing you mentioned, I wanted to get your 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 thoughts on, because you're kind of on the front lines when it comes to what people are, what the different aesthetic practices are offering and what they're seeing, right? So they 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 hear from their patients. They then offer new services. You're helping them market and get that stuff up. You mentioned wellness, and it's something that we've been talking about for a while, but I feel like this year, and a lot of this was driven you know, in some ways by Ozempic and all the weight loss drugs, but it's been coming for a while. There's IV treatments, there's all kinds of stuff. It really seems to be this blending of the quote unquote wellness and aesthetics into to one package, which really, when you think about it, it's all the same thing. It's just different ways of looking at it. Um, I'm curious, are you seeing that, like, is that a, an area where you're just seeing is, I'm hearing a bunch about the growth in that area and people are doing it. What are your thoughts on that? And is this a trend or is this this here to stay? 
here's my thought on it. Here's what I'm seeing. And then here's my thought on, on the future of it. Um, <clears throat> you know, you see, you see like weight loss come and go like, you know, like you, you see, uh, Jenny Craig, right. For example, I mean, mm -hmm. we, we all remember it, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's around anymore. Um, so, you know, the, the, the treatments could change, you know, the, the treatments could change. And I think that there's going to be, you know, some issues as, uh, you know, if, if, if there's a lawsuit or something, right. Like, right. like who knows what's, what's coming. And again, I'm not, you know, on the legal side of that, but you know, somebody could get hurt and that could create issues. I don't know. Um, but on the wellness side, like that is here to stay in my, in my opinion, it's here to stay. Now I, I have embraced the wellness in my life. Right. And so it, it feels really good to feel good. Um, mm -hmm. and I think humans are really liking that. Um, and so, you know, once you start to feel good and you can leverage or partner with a medical aesthetics practice and look good and feel good at the same, at, from the same place, I, I'm, I'm a patient for life. And, and so I've almost more loyal to feeling good than, than looking good because I can operate in a much more efficient way. I, my energy level's higher. Um, and it's almost like, you know, once you're, once you're starting to, to, to feel good, you like, you, you don't want to go back, right? You right. only want to go forward. I want to feel better and better and better and better. So what else do you got? What else you got that you can give me? Um, that's been my personal experience, by the way. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm, when I'm talking to other practice owners, I see a ton of them expanding from aesthetics to wellness. Right. And what I'm seeing in a lot of our long-term clients, the wellness side, if you look at the trend line is going to surpass the, the aesthetic side, the injectables, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's much more, you can forecast the, the reoccurring revenue. Um, and, and, and the patient lifetime value is increasing, mm -hmm. um, you know? And so then like, if you, then if you're a practice owner that has aesthetics and wellness, like you're, you're, you're firing on all cylinders. Um, I've seen a lot of people just start out with wellness and yeah, for sure. it's all they're doing. Yeah. And they're doing very, very well. And then they'll bolt on aesthetics. And so, I think a few years ago, we were looking at it like you almost had, you know, you had plastic surgeons and derms and aesthetics was combining. And then even dentistry was doing aesthetics, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and now the, the wellness and aesthetics is it's it, I think it's definitely here to stay. And I would encourage practice owners to take it very seriously because, uh, you know, we love it. Yeah, no, it's it's um, that's a really good take. And it's um, I agree. I don't I don't think it's going anywhere and and it's all you know different sides of the same coin really when you think about it i mean when you're talking about how you feel your confidence level um that is both your appearance and it's also how you feel right so it's 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 both is, is this having any impact on on kind of the tech side i mean is this changing the way you guys are looking at things you know I, i'm uh, the, the good bad or indifferent i'm not sure if, if it is but like this is you know we're seeing this kind of me this melding of these two different not industries but these two different ways of thinking about aesthetics looking and feeling um how are you approaching that from a tech side yeah. So from a tech side, I mean, we, we, we just adapt. We look at it as right. another service or treatment, you know, we have to just create like different landing pages, different content. Um, a lot of people are having a lot of success running Facebook ads, Instagram ads, TikTok, Google ads. Um, but also Google and Facebook also present their challenges. <laughs> so, yes, they do. you know, and so that's been a, I mean, we're used to those challenges and so you have to navigate those. Um, but yeah, people are having a tremendous amount of success in the wellness side, marketing this side, 
And, you know, that, that kind of brings into to kind of what we were talking about, like it, partner with somebody who's in the know, you know, because yeah. man, I've seen this industry change so much just since, you know, just the past few years. Yeah. And if you're out of it for a year or six months, it's almost like you, you've, you've fallen behind and you have to know what these terms are, these keywords, like you have to know what Allergan's doing. You have to know what Galaderma is doing. You have to know what MERS is doing. You have to know what the laser companies are doing. You have to know what everything is happening in wellness from hormone replacement therapy to trisepatide to semiglutide to all of the other peptides too. Like there is a mm -hmm. mountain of peptides. And if you don't understand what, what those are, it, it really presents a challenge on how to market that and leverage it into, you know, the tech ecosystem for the practice owner. For sure. This is like, this industry is moving at warp speed right now. And it's not just, you know, the growth it's cause there's, you know, we're seeing growth, we're seeing, but we're also seeing acquisitions. We're seeing, you know, people are, are, are failing also like there's, there's all kinds of things that are, that are going on, but the, the growth and the, the technology is huge. Um, we are bumping up against time. Now you, you are going to be at med special and you're speaking, I think you've got like a, uh, some sort of a talk. Um, it's, uh, do, do, do you want to talk about that? What, what you're going to be talking on and where, and when folks can find you, if you, if you, if you know. Absolutely. So, uh, we have a wonderful booth. Um, we, I think this is, this will be what year six or seven for us, yeah. Yeah. uh, in a row. And so we have our growth 99 booth, of course. Yep. Uh, we will have our aesthetic virtual booth there as well. So, so okay. we have, awesome. um, and then we will, uh, yeah, I'll be doing a talk on, you know, how to grow your practice and, and really how to like, I'm, I'm an educator. I love to educate and help people. And, you know, I really enjoy, um, really enjoy just giving advice and, and helping, uh, practice owners and people grow their business in general. And so, uh, yeah, we'll be on the, uh, on stage, uh, talking yeah. and, uh, you know, looking forward to it. Awesome. Um, so where can folks find you in the interim? And, and I agree with you. You've been very generous with your time. You've always been very open um, and and provided great insight, which I, I think is is, is amazing. Um, so if you're coming to MedSpot Show, make sure you go check out uh, Growth99, Cameron Hemphill's um, talk. And in the meantime, where can folks find you if they want more information? Oddly enough, our website. <laughs> <laughs> Just go yep. to growth99.com so there's a booking Growth button in the top right hand corner <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so no no that's the best place it has all the information for you guys there and i'm um, happy to happy to meet and talk with anybody that's uh, curious or has a question awesome i appreciate it uh we'll definitely have you back and get caught up on on the you know the the, the newest things happening in the industry but i appreciate your time alex appreciate it pleasure thank you so much thank you thanks for joining us this week with the american med spa podcast medical spa insider this week, AmSpa founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Cameron Hemphill, CEO of Growth99. If you're new with us, click on the subscribe button, then receive new content when it happens. Leave a rating and a review. See you on the next episode.